You're listening to the Liberty Hopecast. This is the podcast where three friends who work in the helping profession sit down together and we have conversations about big issues and little issues that we face. We'd love for you to join us for these conversations. I wondered if y'all had asked him yet how he views exercise as a one. Oh, because it's no. always fascinating with the different numbers. And it usually comes up. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your thoughts on exercise, working out stuff? Is it a Let's clarify. Is it a release to you? Is it a safe place? Is it Does your critic quiet down when you're soccer? Yeah. It depends. It really depends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm trying to do um, like a workout routine on my on my um, phone, or another thing I've tried to get into is yoga just to give it a try. And so I have an app, the Nike app on my phone. And um, for the longest time, I thought, why, how the heck do people find this relaxing or like <laughs> uh, helpful for the yoga session? Because I, I just remember feeling so frustrated that like I can't even can't do anything do near what I'm being instructed to do at this moment. Uh-huh. Um, and so the critic is definitely out in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I some of that conversation or like hearing on the app like that it's okay that you don't have to like force it. Just kind of do your best and that's, and that's great. And so that's a, a challenge but also helpful because uh, I know that after I do yoga, like I just feel, I feel better. I feel less tense. Uh, less tension. And so, like, I see the value in it, but the critic is, especially early on, was, like, full on. And so I noticed that in some of the more structured workout things that I do, because I'm comparing myself to, like, where I want to be um, or or where I'm at right now compared to where I have been. I, now I am able to, to enjoy running, I feel like, um, where I can listen, I can pop on a podcast or some music that I enjoy and go for a run. And to me, that's when the critic turns off in that space. And then, like I mentioned earlier, when I'm playing soccer, definitely the critic's not there, which is super fun, even if it is only. uh, I shouldn't say that it's not completely there because I still have moments where I'm like (laughs) (laughs) criticizing my technique or (laughs) I should have I should have practiced. So it's still it's still there, (laughs) but like it's like way, way less than the rest of the day. Right. (laughs) That's good stuff. So it's almost just experimenting to find those things that do soften the critic and then just be intentional about adding those into your life, it seems like. Mm, yeah. And and I think trying to make some of them a little bit more routine. Right. Yeah. But but to me, the thing that I feel like I'm focusing on the most is, is trying to sort out core identity. Because I feel like with the Enneagram, before your introduction to you know, being self-aware that you kind of get wrapped up in, in that space. And so when you find out about the Enneagram and you find out kind of what's happening internally with your superego, it's a little bit of a deconstruction phase of like, oh, okay, just because I feel comfortable like in that perfectionistic space or that criticism space doesn't mean that has to be who I am. Yeah. So to, to me, that's probably my biggest focus is finding things that help me reinforce my identity and giving me freedom outside of that one space to grow to seven or 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 nine or two or or even four i think and that's one of the encouraging things to me that some people have said that you can even grow in health towards your stress number which for me would be a four yeah like Um, to stretch yourself in the uncomfortable and the unknown of that and there's beauty there to be found yeah 
and balance. What are ways that you think people can show love to ones in their lives better? I know loyalty is a is a something I really respect. Um, and when people understand, when when people can acknowledge the critic that's going through my mind and help me out of that space, I really appreciate that. Mm. So if if I am saying something that's judgmental, which happens, uh, <laughs> having some a good friend or someone who knows kind of what's going on in my mind and be able to like not take it personally and help me out of that space is super helpful, which I know that's, that's a big ask mm-hmm. for people to, to do that. Um, but that's, that is super helpful to me. So what mm. are, what are and things then, they can say that are helpful in getting you out of that space? I mean, what's a helpful response in that situation? Oh, that's, that's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that I would actually believe. You know, like, that's, 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 that's like, I know this is, so I know this is right, because I this, is, this is what I think is right, but like, I want something practical and actually helpful. That's <laughs> actually real to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have thought, um, hopefully it'll, it'll come back to me here in a second. Oh, when someone says, it's so hard to believe when people compliment me as a one, because my critique is so harsh. So when they say something like they really appreciate something or they think something's perfect or great, my first thought is, no, it's not. I mean, I can obviously see there's imperfections in this. Um, and so it's a little difficult to believe in that sort of. So that's, that's what's holding me back from giving this straight answer is because I know the reality is that sometimes even when people compliment or like appreciate something, it's very difficult for me to believe it. So... And I don't know the the best way to, I, I think it's more about just knowing that you can completely trust that person. So if I was to communicate like my critique or, or be kind of expose the harshness of my critic, my internal critic, and for someone to be like, relate to me in that moment and be like, oh, that seems really hard or difficult. I think that would be, and I, and I feel like that's happened a few times, that really takes my guard down. Like, oh, like they, they're willing to step into that space with, and like not take it personally and understand that I, I'm communicating a fraction of my frustration, but there's so much more frustration with myself. And so maybe, maybe it's kind of like the acknowledgement that like, I'm trying to think of what that would feel like for somebody else, but I guess, um, seeing, you know, the temperature being like way hotter than than what you're even experiencing and just being able to speak to that maybe instead of what was what is kind of surface level and i guess knowing that that like a person's going to care long enough to appreciate what so like if i do have something that's really important to me and really bothers me it really it does really mean a lot when when someone takes notice of that right and appreciates yeah, and appreciate that as well. Yeah, so actually my my clients I work with that identify as ones are some of my favorite people to work with because they're just so sincere in their desire to always be better and always looking for how they can improve. But one thing that has come up is this idea of because ones are so hard on themselves, it can be really almost hurtful or damaging when other people point out their mistakes to them. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because it just reinforces the iceberg underneath the, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, they, they not only, not only all, all, my, all of my people can see them too. Oh, wait, you cut out. What were um, you saying? Repeat mm, that. Uh, I was going to say, not only are, like, my, my worst fears true, but other people can see them too. Oh. <laughs> so what's... Yeah, that, is, that is tough. And... It takes, I think it takes some humility to like come to a space where you're willing to, <laughs> to listen to someone else. Oh, you, I think that's on a one side, really. You have to, you have to be able to accept criticism from other people and also not take it personally. I'm not sure. I, it's easier when you know that someone cares about you and is really hoping for the best for you. Um, yeah. that's obviously probably easy for ever, easier for everybody, no matter what number you are. But I also think there's, there's, um, you just have to really take it with a, a grain of salt and not, yeah, cause like I'm just thinking I had some critique the other week by someone that cared about me, but I noticed like my body was, was reacting even more than my mind was. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like I was kind of having some tension in my neck and, and shoulders and, um, and realizing like, oh, like this, this is painful. Like I'm hearing, and I might even like agree with some of this critique. Like it's kind of right, actually. <laughs> um, and and I, but at the same time, I realized, oh, I'm so glad that they feel comfortable enough to to share it with me. And I guess that was maybe like a little bit of a that helped a little bit realizing that oh, they feel comfortable enough to come to me and be really honest, and that I need to value that. And, and focus on that in this moment because the, the, like the other stuff is true and it's affecting my like physically I'm getting I'm having this tension and like maybe it's even affecting uh, like my response back to them because I, I would get a little defensive and then I'd even notice myself like ah oh, I'm just getting defensive because I want to be right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're midway calling yourself out. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Mm. Yeah, have you have you had any tips on how to, how to overcome that? Oh, I was wanting to give tips to other people in relationship with ones to be more gentle. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I yeah, I mean, it is really helpful when people are more gentle in that space. I would I would support that. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's that goes back to that idea of just understanding, um, which is what I love about the Enneagram. Which, oh, actually, on the one you edit, they talked about, I had never put it together before, but about that scripture about love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and that's all the three centers of intelligence. That's Mm. so good. Ah, love it so much. So, yeah, just recognizing the difficulty, um, because I have so much more compassion for ones to think about that idea of you're just letting out a fraction of the kind of harshness that's going on in your head towards yourself. So that I think allows me and and hopefully others just to be, yeah, way more gentle and understanding and, and where you're coming from and then in our response to you. So I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Hmm. What was I thinking? I was, I was thinking about kind of back to that holding tension in in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one thing that I've heard a lot of ones do. And because um, they're in the, the gut or body triad. And so a lot of times that resentment gets the energy of that gets transferred to your body and held in tension. And then my first 
thought is when I feel that extra tension is to be more frustrated with myself. Oh, wow. Um, that's my default response. But learning to be, I think like all of these, is once you become aware, you learn to look at them all as invitations to grow and to like hold it loosely and just let it go. Like when I do feel tension, I, instead of being frustrated, I'm trying to change my thought patterns to be like, oh, here's an invitation to take a deep breath and just be present in this moment and realize that whatever it is that caused that tension, uh, whether it was internal like a thought or, or something external, I don't have to let that define me. It's mm, good. That's really good. And the same, the same with like the struggle of doing yoga or meditation, I think. When, you, when you're in meditation and your mind wanders and then you beat yourself up and like, oh, yes. I'm, not doing, I'm not even doing this right. Yes. Um, maybe, uh, or whatever your critique says to you, your, your critic, um, giving yourself freedom to take that as an invitation. Like, oh, here's an invitation to, to go back to my breath and realize that that's not what defines me. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. My practice is called let go. Let God yoga. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> good. it's it's um, it's it's a very challenging thing, and and like you said, is when you were talking about the tension, and also in the perfectionism of the yoga poses. Something that really helped me and spoke to me in yoga teacher training is that not every body, like as in your physical body, is made to actually do every single pose the way it may appear as it's been pictured or shown to you because the bone structure of everyone's body is uniquely different. So your capacity inside your physical body may not be able to actually achieve a pose the same way it looked on someone else that you thought was the perfect way. So the real practice of yoga is just to be and accept exactly where you are. Yeah. So if, mm. that, if that helps you some. <laughs> I would, oh, that's great. Yeah, I that's would really wonder good. if a massage would be good for ones. Have you ever gotten a massage? Yeah. Um, well, I had a massage like when I was, I think I might have been 19. And I remember walking out feeling like, oh, this is, this is the most relaxed that I have felt in my life for as long as I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, uh, now a decade plus later, um, <laughs> I I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that I've had a massage that was that was either quite that good or maybe I've just held up a lot more tension that I need more massages <laughs> than I than I give myself in life. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I think that they I think that they are good and and I should probably do them more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that for ones before, yeah. but with the whole body tension thing, I bet if, that would be if they're able to do so. Uh, some of the ones I have in my life are like, no, I'm yeah. not nobody's touching me. <laughs> like it's true. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it can be very freeing and liberating for your tension and maybe sometimes you don't want to let go of that mm-hmm. as yeah. as that happens. No, I feel the same struggle for me when I when I go to get a massage. It's the tension of, or like it's the frustration of realizing how tense I am, and then massaging <laughs> me, and then <laughs> and letting that compound. <laughs> um, yeah. I, oh, it's so tough. Wait till you go regularly, and then you start critiquing the massage therapist. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. <laughs> totally. You're like, ah. Oh. Why are they not doing this right? 
and then it also depends on your wing. Because if you're a two wing, you're hearing about all their problems during the massage. And this happens all the time. I've got a obviously a mark on my back that says, open up your life to me while I get this massage. That is not so relaxing. And I've never said, I always want to. Like, Next time I'm going to say, you know, I'm here to be quiet and relax. No talking. But I've, I've never done it. <laughs> I end up giving them therapy during my massage. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so good. Can I get paid instead of you? You know, I was just thinking that too. I was just thinking as you were saying that, uh, it reminded me of something really important. Because that's kind of like setting boundaries for like what you know that you need in a situation. So like giving yourself space to be like, okay, it's all right. When I go in for a massage, I need some quiet, some peace and quiet. But I think that's one thing that one kind of struggle with is is setting boundaries for what's actually acceptable. And so you have this standard of like, okay, I want to be this person. Maybe I want to be whatever your ideal is. Let's say you want to be selfless because you seen that as a, as a great thing. And so you set your ideal as I want to be this person and you try and act on that mm-hmm. without, with also out like taking precautions for your own boundaries of what, what is actually within your realm of, of control and responsibility and kind of what's yours to do. And so I, I've noticed with myself, like I can, I can follow my ideal to a place that I'm not at. Um, and then I get resentful oh, and it's good. so destructive. That's powerful. Um, to my relationships. And so realizing that that's, that's another moment just to realize when I want to be some or do something for somebody, whether it's a gift of time or money or, or whatever, I've got to learn to, well, here's the condition that I've given myself. Basically, I want to give it as a gift to God, and He'll do whatever He wants to do with it. So I let go. I try to. <laughs> I attempt to <laughs> let go of my expectations for whatever it is I'm giving, and give it more as a gift. And if I, because if I don't do that, I know that like the resentment will creep into it. Because I'll, I'll have. Oh, I did the right thing, and now I expect them to, to either reciprocate or to treat that with, with the value that I think it has um, or to do such and such with it when it's not my, yeah, it's not my job to do that. Like, I'm not, I'm not God of their life. That's not my responsibility. <laughs> and there's a lot of freedom to let, letting, letting that go and, and also putting boundaries on, on what I'm willing to do um, because I know it's going to be healthier for the future of the relationship with the hope that... <laughs> Someday I'll grow and, you know, be able to maybe have, be, be more generous or, you know, be where I'm at at this moment and know that there's, there's more growth in that than pretending to be somebody I'm not. You just summed up like two years of my inside work process <laughs> in those two minutes. <laughs> well, and it's, it gives you that hope of just a little bit more peace and happiness within yourself. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Uh, strongly second that. <laughs> what he said. What Ditto. he said. <laughs> Just do that, listeners. You don't have to take two years. <laughs> it's okay if it takes two years. <laughs> there you go. Listen <laughs> 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 around their lives. 
<laughs> so good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Cyrus. This has been awesome, awesome okay. stuff. And is is there anything in closing that you would like last thoughts you'd want to share either to other ones listening or to people in relationship with ones? I well, first off, I want to just thank you guys for having me on. It's been it's been way more fun than I thought it would be, be and not because I you know didn't think it would be fun, but I I think I I had the critique of like oh I'm gonna really suck at this and um and just being able to have some moments here where we're just having a great time and laughing is yeah it's another encouragement to be like you know do some things that you're a little afraid of and uh, awesome. and you can have some fun doing those. Yeah. Um. So thank you for thank you guys for creating a space for that yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, probably in closing, I would like to really highly recommend a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry um, mm. by John Mark Comer. Uh, the, the subtitle is How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. I, it normally takes me quite a while to read a book, and I usually only read maybe a handful of books a year. And this book was recommended by Ian Cron when he had John Mark Comer on typology podcast and I thought oh he's the one Ian's really recommending this book to other ones I should try it out I got it and I read it in like six days it was so good so I'd I'd really highly recommend it to I'd I'd recommend to everyone uh, but I think it's especially helpful to one yeah highly recommend it awesome thank you we love book recommendations because you're a five Guilty. And I want to um, give you props. I know it was probably, well, I guess it was probably stressful that I didn't give you a lot of um, prep work beforehand about topics, which is intentional on my part because I like things to be really organic. But I recognize that that's I'm a little bit stressful for one. So I appreciate you leaning into that and uh, being flexible and spontaneous with us. And again, and I think you did a fantastic job. It was super fun. Yeah, so good. Uh, it's my pleasure. Well, thank you guys. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day, and um, we'd love to have you on again. I know we we briefly talked about maybe talking about another topic sometime. So anytime, we would love to have you again and chat some more. Well, I really enjoyed this, and yeah, I think I, I'd love to do that again. So um, keep me posted. That I will. Sounds, that sounds awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Cyrus. Have a great day. Bye, Cyrus. All right. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. So glad I jumped in. I know. You came at just the right time. So at the same time, Mary and I both go, maybe we're a one. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine when you were saying all that. I was like, I bet Mary at least is wondering if she's a one now. (laughs) So. All right, everybody. We hope it was helpful to learn about ones. Thank you again to Cyrus for doing that. Our first international guest. So exciting. Awesome. And so until next time, I'm Hope. I'm Katie. And I'm Mary. And you've been listening to the Liberty Hopecast. We hope this podcast was helpful for you. As always, the show notes contain tips regarding today's topic and links for resources, as well as links for how to get in touch with us online. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes as it helps others find our show. We'd love for you to join us again for next week's conversation.